0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة Welcome dear brothers and sisters to another lesson from our series about the rulings of fasting and tonight inshallah we are having the thirteenth lesson from these blessed gatherings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in knowledge and to make us benefit from what we are learning. After having the hadith of that man who came to the Prophet and asked him about the ruling after him having intercourse with his wife during the while he was fasting. We said that from this we started a new chapter, a chapter about things that invalidate the fasting, Mufattirat, or Mufattirat, siyam Yesterday we started with uh, the, some rulings, some important rulings, the chapter about things that invalidate the fast and we started with the things that we use through our mouth and we had uh, some details about some matters, a lot of questions that a lot of brothers and sisters ask about every uh, Ramadan. So, inshallah, we try to uh, make easy uh, the understanding of these rulings. Uh, we try to give uh, some explanations because... Uh, it's easier to say this is okay, this is not okay A lot of these rulings are topics of disagreement between the scholars We are trying to give the explanation the, Some opinions of madhahib And try to give conclusion And the opinion that seems to be most likely to be correct And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best Yesterday we had some rulings about uh, using some medicines, uh, using the inha- asthma inhalers, using endoscopic during the month of Ramadan, using the siwak, using the toothpaste in Ramadan, uh, swallowing anything that left between the teeth, using the chewing gum, and we finished uh, with uh, duhan or smoking, smoking this uh, evil thing, this haram. Uh, action that we seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from it and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, the month of Ramadan is the opportunity for all brothers or sisters or anyone who smokes it's the best opportunity to stop it because we know in Ramadan our iman increases and we feel closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's be- better if we take this opportunity. Anyone who is struggling with any of these uh, muharramat, smoking or any other bad habits, Ramadan is the best opportunity for people to stop these bad habits so it is our message inshallah it's we call all brothers and sisters anyone who is suffering from any bad habits ramadan is the best opportunity to cut them the best opportunity to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We said smoking in Ramadan breaks the fast for the facts and for the reasons we said yesterday. And the other thing, it's something evil, it's something haram. It's not something, it's not from the tickets or the things that the pious people or the scholars or students of knowledge do. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us far from smoking and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide all our brothers and sisters who suffer from this illness of smoking and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them strength and anyone struggling just put trust on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never say it's hard just have strong faith on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah make it easy for all our brothers and sisters inshallah we continue with other rulings yesterday we nearly finished with uh, things that get to the body through the mouth we said uh, we are going to talk about something that comes before uh, passing to uh, things that gets to the body through the nose we are something in between which is using uh, having bath or these things in uh, during the month of Ramadan we know that swimming uh, nearly like uh, has the picture of uh, having a bath or shower so it's not something very far so it is nearly the same uh, concept so swimming or having a bath or having a shower are nearly same and we about having a shower or ghusl we had a lot of uh, ahadith uh, before uh, we had one in this uh, Ahkam that the Prophet ﷺ used to have a shower and it was after Fajr and he used to have ghusl and we know that when we do ghusl, we are going to make the water touch all our body including our head there are other ahadith that the Prophet ﷺ, uh, was like putting uh, water on the top of his head when he was fasting because it was very hot so these ahadith and a lot of pious predecessors they used to swim in the month of Ramadan. Uh, when we say swim, not always in the sea, but uh, it can be swimming pool or just something uh, where people can use it. Anas ibn Malik, as Bukhari alayhi rahmatullah said, Anas ibn Malik said, Inna li abzan عِنْدَ الْحَرِّ He had, uh, like we can, if we can say just, like small swimming pool where he used to go when he is fasting when it's very hot when he is fasting so if anas ibn malik radiallahu anhu he used to do it then the big uh, like a conclusion uh, the prophet used to do shower used to have a bath so this means it is permitted inshallah but as long as the person makes sure that that uh, the, the water doesn't go through the mouth or through the nose so it's very important and here the scholars try to give details the first thing a lot of people asking about going to uh, swim or going to the sea in the month of ramadan we don't say we don't encourage people to do it and we don't tell people not to do it uh, because in Ramadan, we should be more into uh, doing a lot of good deeds, uh, reciting Quran, uh, learning, doing a lot of good deeds, especially reci- recitation of Quran. In Ramadan, is the opportunity that we shouldn't miss. But it doesn't mean we are not allowed to go to uh, the seaside, for example. But here as well, we need to remind especially... In the western countries we know especially if the day is hot uh, like going to the beach is not ideal for fasting person or for not a fasting person muslim uh, some areas you know people are uh, wearing inappropriate clothes and you know women and men are nearly naked so it is haram to go where you find that sort of uh, people uh, if you know, like, uh, play empty place or respectful place, it's okay, and it's the same ruling during the month of Ramadan or out of Ramadan. Even in Ramadan, we say that it's better to uh, keep closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala by reciting Quran, taking this opportunity. The rewards are multiplied, so it's better to take this opportunity of Ramadan in doing a lot of good deeds. But if a person swim in Ramadan, the scholars say, if this person his job uh, needs him to swim. I don't know some people their job they need to swim. So for these people uh, The scholars say it's okay, and they have to make sure the water doesn't go uh, through the mouth mouth or nose uh, deliberately if uh, it, it happens, head Inside the water so they are all the same ruling They say especially for a person swimming if a person knows how to swim like uh, know how to swim and tried their best to stop the water getting inside the body through the mouth or the nose, they said it 's okay, even if it happens, then it 's okay. But if a person is beginner, they don 't know how to swim, they are putting them their life in risk, or a person uh, doesn 't know how to stop water, and maybe they will end up like they know they will end up drinking all the water passing through the nose then this case uh, they did it themselves so it's not permissible for these people to swim during the month of ramadan this is very important to understand this difference that the scholars give so if a person it's his job or he knows how to swim then they say it's okay but if a person is beginner so the probability the risk of having the water inside the mouth or through the nose is very high then these people shouldn't swim or they just swim without putting the water the head inside the water and this is just summary of this ruling another thing if like something about swimming maybe you went you didn't swim or you saw someone uh, sinking or drowning in the sea so we know that in islam it's a must it's a must you have to save a life if you are able to do it and here the scholars say the life of ma'asum ma'asum is muslim or kefir, kafir dhimmi mu'ahad or musta'man we explain these things when in the lessons of uh, riyadh salihin so as long as it's not like uh, kefir where we have a war against or like a uh, muharib or the murtad as uh, scholars add so murtad is not Masom anymore and zani so if muslim or kafir Masom So these categories you have to save so Muslim or even non-Muslim you see someone uh, drowning or you see someone his life is in danger and you are able to save his life you have to and if you don't do it you will have sin and some scholars disagreed about the consequences if for example someone were were able to save uh, someone and he didn't if they have to pay dia we know dia uh, when you kill someone by mistake you pay dia it's very big amount of money Uh, the scholars disagreed the person who could have uh, saved someone and didn't do it if they are uh, allowed uh, if they have to pay dia or they, they don't. So if you see someone's life in danger, you have to save him. If, for example, someone is drowning and you save him during the month of Ramadan, the scholars say even if you have to break your day, if you need to drink water, if you need to do something like take energy drink, anything to save this life, then they say do it and you do you fast one day instead of that day so you have to do it as much as you can but you don't do it if you don't know how to swim or you put your life in risk so if you are you know that you are able you know how to swim or it's just example any other cases because the scholars say if you see someone drowning for example even if you are praying you cut your prayer we know the prayer we are not allowed to cut it but if a life is in danger, then you cut your prayer, is it fard or nafl, even compulsory, one of the five daily prayers, you cut it, and you save these people, as we said, as long as you know, that you are able to save this life, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, these were some rulings about swimming, and uh, because we spoke about swimming, maybe saving life, because maybe this is something that is, uh, Uh, likely to happen especially in the uh, sea and uh, we uh, witnessed uh, myself i witnessed once uh, someone we were near a river and we saw someone uh, drowning in the month of ramadan so uh, this is something that may happen to anyone so it's good to know that even if you will lose that day you can just do qada and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you the reward of saving a life and it's a must, it's not something you have the choice if you are able to do it. But as the scholars, they give more details. If, for example, you are you, you knew or you thought uh, you are able to do, but in the middle you realize you cannot do it anymore because both your lives are in danger, they say you have to back up. So you either save a life or save your life. So you don't go, it's haram as well to try to save a life when you know there is danger that you will die because in islam we always try to keep the capital then look for benefits so as long as you know you will save your life and save someone else is the best if you cannot save uh, the other just save your life it's not selfishness but there are rules of islam inshallah we try to start with the, the other thing we finished inshallah with uh, the mouth as long as there are no uh, other possibilities or something inshallah if you have questions please uh, leave them in comments or contact us by messages the second one is the nose so things that get to the body through the nose and here uh, as every year we receive a lot of questions is it permissible to use tape or to use Perfume or use musk in the month of Ramadan or while uh, fasting. So, for the perfumes or ta'ib, what they call ta'ib, so uh, smelling this uh, fragrance, the general ruling between the four madhabs, Ahnaf, Malikiyah, uh, Shafi'i, and hanabila they all agree that it is permissible for the fasting person to uh, use or smell uh, perfume during the month of ramadan because there is no proof saying it's not permissible and because we don't feel uh, anything inside our body after uh, using this but here because we are talking about these perfumes it's good if we Uh, talk about another thing a lot of people asking about the ruling of using uh, these perfumes that contain uh, alcohol some scholars say uh, small percentage some scholars say not at all some scholars uh, this uh, topic is a topic of disagreement about the ruling of alcohol itself is it najis? is it impure because it is like khamr or it is pure very big disagreement, a lot of scholars say it's impure some scholars say it's pure and uh, both groups they have their uh, like proofs and they of uh, yeah. the verse of Quran al or they said the Rijs it means Najis as well they said the rijz, it means impurity like uh, physical impurity and the meaning of impurity uh, because hammer and alcohol is impure other scholars they said no it is the action is is rich but it doesn't mean it is impure itself so for wearing the perfume they said if it the perfume contain alcohol then it's it's not permissible to sell it buy it use it but the opinion that i'm convinced of even if uh, i don't tell anyone to ha- that you have to follow this opinion there are a lot of opinions some scholars give percentage inshallah because it's something that spread all over the world and something that who, most of people use the, some scholars say as long as the level of uh, alcohol doesn't exceed 70% in the in the, the perfume it's okay so if it is 60 or less it's okay to use it if it's above then it's not uh, permissible even if another disagreement about this alcohol if it changes because if this alcohol doesn't become alcohol anymore when they make perfume it's not uh, uh, it will become something else it's why these scholars followed this opinion of 70 percent and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best so if we say uh, if you follow this opinion or the other, it will not change a lot about the ruling of fasting. Because even if you believe uh, wearing perfume that contains even smaller uh, percentage of alcohol is haram, doesn't mean committing something haram break uh, your fasting. Here, there is only one of the scholars, I think, Imam Al-Awza'i Ali Rahmatullah, the scholar of people of Sham, in his opinion, he said one of the things that invalidate fasting is committing a sin. He said committing any sin in Ramadan will break your fast. And his opinion is very strict because imagine if you commit any sin, not only like he said, if and his opinion makes sense because Imam Al-Awza'i said, if, eating and drinking are something permissible out of Ramadan. We are allowed to eat, we are allowed to drink. Uh, Married people have uh, the right to have intercourse. He said, in the month of Ramadan, permissible things becomes haram. He said then, telling lies or doing anything haram uh, that is already haram, doing it in Ramadan will uh, be like have the priority to break the fast. His opinion makes sense, but we say that in Islam, uh, maybe as the scholars reply to Imam Awza'i we follow the proofs, nothing break the fast as long as we don't have the proof, so if we don't have proof about something, it means it doesn't break the fast if we have proof saying that this thing break, break the fast then we say that it breaks the fast, so using perfume uh, as long as you, uh, you, you accept it, it's okay to use, we not break your fast if you think it's haram it will be a sin but doesn't still don't break uh, the the fast uh, another thing that has nearly like the it's uh, nearly the same uh, matter with uh, uh, wearing perfume or smelling perfume is bakhor bakhor is like uh, in some countries they use bakhor like a smoke this smoke is like fragrance they use it as a fragrance here the scholars disagreed about it not like the perfume or musk uh, for uh, smelling uh, this bahor or using it uh, some scholars said it breaks, validate the fast. They are Mufsid l It's the opinion of uh, Hanafiyya and Malikiyya. And so, even some scholars uh, recent, like Imam Ibn Uthaymin, and they said it contains uh, this uh, smoke. It, it becomes like a body when it touches the nose and when it goes inside the body. So it will invalidate the fast. The other scholars like some Shafi'iya, Imam Ibn Hazm and it is the opinion of Ibn Taymiyyah, say uh, it doesn't uh, invalidate uh, the fasting. But if we say uh, that it doesn't invalidate, we may open the door for people who say that smoking is the same as bakhor. So some scholars say it's the same ruling, smoking uh, cigarettes, smoking shisha, or using this bakhor. But just to summarize it, if you go somewhere, they already used bakhor, it's okay. But to use it, especially to smell it, it's uh, the thing. Some scholars say bakhor is okay, but smoking is not. They said one of the things, the difference is that smoking... you you, the intention of the person is to make this uh uh, this smoke of cigarettes or shisha to go uh, to uh, the body but the other one is just smelling and there is a very big difference the other one you smell it you will for smoking uh, people use it through the mouth and they try to make the smoke go inside the body but the other one just smelling by the nose they say it's why the bakhor is allowed permissible but uh, smoking cigarettes and smoking shisha is haram and break invalidated fast the safe opinion about uh, bakhor to avoid it while fasting just to make sure and protect uh, our fasting Another thing, because we started talking about things that get to the body through the nose, the uh, the nose drops, nozzle drops. We know some people may need to use uh, nozzle drops uh, or drops in the nose while they are fasting. Maybe they tell the doctor, say, use one in the morning, one uh, in the afternoon. If you can use one in Suhoor and one in Fotoor, uh, it will be the best get out of the disagreement if uh, you need to do it. A lot of scholars uh, say that it invalidates uh, the fasting, it's uh, nearly the agreement. It's the opinion of Hanafi, Maliki, Shafi'i, and Hanabila. Mm-hmm. They said because the, from the nose it's connected to the same. Uh, to the di- digestive system if you put water for example through your nose it goes uh, and even in our days we know some people if they cannot eat they put uh, these tubes and they are feeding from there so it is connected to the digestive system and if you put any drops they may go uh, to uh, the throat then to the stomach the other, uh, the second group of uh, scholars, it is the opinion of Zahiriya ibn Hazm and ibn Taymiyyah and it is what Mujama al-Fiqhi al-Islami decided, and the opinion of the Permanent Committee of Ifta. They said the drops in the nose doesn't invalidate fasting, and uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows best. But this opinion seems to be correct because it's not food. Uh, People who use these drops, it's not food, it's not drink, and uh, as long as they are not nutritive. And the other thing, they contain very, very, very small amount of water, and most of it will be absorbed inside the nose. Just maybe very, very, very small uh, part uh, of this water. Well, and we have doubt if this small amount will reach the stomach or not so maybe most of it will uh, in the nose but the scholars say this uh, scholars say uh, you have to reject if you find it in the uh, in your no, uh, in your throat so you put you use this spray or these drops and mainly people use one or two drops maximum. So it's very tiny amount of liquid. Then they said, if you find it in your th- throat, you just need to spit it and to reject it. And this is, uh, this seems to be the correct opinion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Another thing that uh, people may need, someone who is ill, is to use the uh, oxygen we know sometimes the people need to put oxygen uh, and they are fasting. They, are not, they don't think they are ill that much to break their fast. They just need uh, some oxygen so the committee of islamic fiqh the international committee they decided that using oxygen doesn't break the fast it's something modern so we take the opinion of modern because they didn't used to have oxygen before so we just follow the opinion of the committee because it's something new we will not find it in the previous books of fiqh because uh, the ruling you are allowed to breathe you are allowed to uh, inhale oxygen so they said it's nearly the same and it doesn't contain any nutritious uh, ingredients so they said it's okay and it doesn't reach your stomach and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best another thing is the anesthetic Anesthetic we are going to uh, divide it into a uh, few ones just to have general idea about it. as you know, there is local anesthetic and there is general anesthetic and uh, For this anesthetic, some of them uh, you smell it, they put like uh, gas, and when you smell this gas, you will uh, have uh, the effect. so for this gas, it doesn't invalidate. Uh, the fast. But if it's general, inshallah, we will see the ruling, inshallah. So, if it is a gas, it doesn't break itself because uh, it's just a gas, it's not nutritious at all. If uh, some anesthetic, they are through injections. These injections, if they are, some of them are nutritious, and some of them, they are not uh, non-nutritive injections. So, if they are nutritive then they break your fast if they are not nutritive then they don't break your fast some uh, uh, doctors some scientists uh, use another kind of anesthetic which is using acupuncture uh, so this doesn't invalidate uh, the fast at all because there is nothing uh, uh, that gets to the body it's just some needles these uh, doctors use so this is summary of uh, using anesthetic this is if we are talking about local anesthetics so for part of the body Uh, and especially when we talk about anesthetic maybe we think a lot about going to the dentist in the month of ramadan or while fasting even if uh using this anesthetic most of it the, doesn't contain any nutritive and here you need to ask uh, the dentist or the doctor to tell you the ingredients of this uh, of this anesthetic i personally asked and one of them uh, it didn't contain any uh, nutritive uh, ingredients the other thing they say when i removed the the teeth for example uh, there were blood so the anesthetic itself it doesn't invalidate the fast if you swallow your blood it will invalidate your fast but if you reject this blood then it's okay but if you feel that you are weak or you are at risk then you have to break your fast not because of the anesthetic but because to save your self now, we are going to talk about the general anesthetic. If, for example, you use this anesthetic and you will lose control uh, 100%. So, for this uh, case, the scholars say if this uh, the anesthetic effect will take effect before, uh, like from Fajr till Maghrib, it means the whole day, then they will need to do qada of that day because... The person didn't fast. If uh, this anesthetic is just a part of the day, then as long as uh, the person didn't uh, need to break the fast, because maybe some of you will think, if person needed uh, this anesthetic, it means they are in danger or if they needed to break their fast, they needed to eat, to drink, or they needed uh, something, then they are allowed because they are ill. But if they didn't need, they, wanted, they needed anesthetic, but they didn't need to eat and drink, as long as uh, they were awake part of that day, then the fast will uh, count and they don't need to do qada. And it is the opinion of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah alayhi rahmatullah. So just to summarize it again, for the anesthetic... If it's local, if it's something we inhale uh, a gas, for example, it's okay, it doesn't break the fast. If uh, we take it through injections, we see if nutritive, it breaks the fast. If there are no not nutritious uh, injections, they don't in- break our fast. Uh, the acupuncture doesn't invalidate the fast. For the general anesthetic, if it's the whole day of fasting, the whole time of fasting, like from uh, Fajr till Maghrib, it breaks, uh, you will lose that day and you need to do qada for that day because you didn't fast. If it is uh, just a part of the day, it doesn't invalidate the fast upon the right opinion. Maybe when we spoke about this, some of you may think about the person who sleep all the day the person who sleep all the day, disagreement between the scholars, they said if you wake up just few seconds during the day and they intend to fast, they uh, have that day, they fasted that day. If a person slept all the time, for example, someone slept before Fajr and wake up after Maghrib, disagreement between the scholars, but uh, opinion of majority of scholars that this, uh, the fasting count, even if it is ro- uh, opposite to what we said about anesthetic, they said sleeping we have hadith of uh, rafa al-qalam the pen is raised uh, upon the person uh, who is sleeping till he wakes up and here using the anesthetic is th- something we choose and something uh, that we need for me- medicine then it takes another ruling even uh, if some scholars said even the person who sleep uh, the whole day they lost the day and it's not uh, how Muslims should do in ramadan because we found some muslims to avoid fasting they sleep all or most of the day and they don't know that they missed a lot of rewards they missed blessed times <inaudible> inshallah uh, we try to have just few topics because i think we exceeded the time after uh, the nose inshallah as we said if you have questions about uh, the nose, please uh, leave comments or contact us by messages. The other thing is uh, use things through the ears and when we say the ears mainly maybe spray or put drops inside the ears. The scholars of Maliki Shafia Hanabil and some of Hanafiya they said if anything you put it in your ear while you are fasting like it drops, or liquid, it will break uh, your fast. ظاهريا uh, the opinion of Ibn Hazm uh, and some of the scholars in uh, modern scholars like Ibn Baz and Ibn Uthaymin mm-hmm. they said that they don't invalidate uh, your fasting, and we think Allahu alam that these second opinion is most likely to be correct. So, if you put the drops in your ear. If you put a spray in your ear, it doesn't invalidate your fast. These scholars, they said uh, there is no connection uh, except if someone, for example, has a hole in the eardrum maybe that if you put spray it will go but if not these sprays they are just there they will uh, benefit there and they are not food they are not drinking they are not go, uh, going to give you any nutrition if you put something in your ear so for these uh, reasons this scholar said uh, putting drops and even the, like the modern science proved There is no really connection. So uh, the opinion most likely to be correct that it doesn't, if you put uh, drops or you put spray in your ear, it doesn't invalidate uh, your fasting. Inshallah, the rest, inshallah, tomorrow will continue with things that we use through uh, the eyes. Here we are talking about uh, the eye drops. We are talking about kuhl. And inshallah, we continue with other things that we use through the skin, like creams, and maybe makeup for women, and uh, other rulings, very important rulings. Inshallah, barakallahu fikum for uh, attending, for listening, jazakumullahu khaira for giving your time. May Allah. Uh, reward you. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to increase us in knowledge and to make us benefit from what we are learning. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to forgive our sins, to accept our repentance, and to increase our ranks in Paradise. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to heal and cure, give cure to all uh, Muslims, and we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to bless all deceased Muslim. Allahu taqabbal minna innaka anta al-sama'ul wa tub'aliina innaka anta al اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان لا فاقدين ولا مفقودين اللهم بلغنا رمضان ووفقنا لصالح العمل فيه يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر ذنوبها ذنوبنا صغيرها وكبيرها خطاها وعمدها جدها وهزلها اللهم اشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا وعاف مبتلانا واهد ضالنا واختم بالصالحات اعمالنا اللهم اقض ديوننا اللهم انصر مظلومينا اللهم اطعمنا اللهم احفظنا بالإسلام قائمين احفظنا بالإسلام قاعدين احفظنا بالإسلام راقدين ولا تشمت بنا أعداء ولا حاسدين وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك